Welcome to Uncomplicating Business for Teachers, Helpers, and Givers. I'm Sarah Torpy, and I'm a business coach who found my way to business ownership after teaching in public schools, coaching teachers, and coaching in the corporate world. This podcast is all about making business ownership and success way less complicated for the teachers, helpers, and givers like you. If you're finding that the way the business folks teach things like networking, marketing, and selling aren't actually working for you and really feel kind of icky, and you know that there's just got to be another way, I'm here to tell you that there is, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you want to reach out, you can find me in all of the usual places. Check the description for more information. And while you're here, hit subscribe to keep updated on each new episode as it's released. Hi, everybody. So happy to chat with you today. Today, what we are going to talk about on this episode of the podcast is why teachers are great at sales. Um, this is one of those things people are always like, really? Teachers are great salespeople that I find it like shocking that nobody seems to realize this. I think even the teachers don't notice this, but teachers, at least for me, for you, and as a teacher, teachers are the best salespeople out there, period, full stop. If you are a teacher or you love a teacher, if you love a teacher, you might already know this, but if you are a teacher, you are a salesperson and a freaking good one because whether you realize it or not, what you've been doing all along is selling. Like we sell constantly as humans. We sell ideas. We sell um, concepts. We sell content. We sell, I don't know, being nice to each other and listening to children as teachers and adults, but mostly to children who don't want it. (laughs) So today what we're going to talk about is what exactly makes teachers great at sales and how being teacher, uh, being a teacher is really fabulous preparation. And maybe honestly, in my opinion, the literal best preparation for being a business owner, because if you can sell, as I sold algebra to middle school kids, you could sell pretty much anything like ice cream to Eskimos, wherever. What we're going to talk about today is those things that make teachers great at sales, but also the thing that makes teachers think they're not. So there is one particular reason I find over and over and over again in my work with people who teach and who help people. Because as a business coach, my people are people first people. They're service first people. They're teachers, whether or not they identify as that. They're artists, they're communicators, they're you know organizers, they're people that are in service. There is this one thing that every now and then, or not every now and then, every single time comes up for people that is a struggle here, that is the sort of perceived conflict between teaching and selling. So we're going to talk about that. But what we're going to talk about first are the reasons um, teachers are great at sales, even when they're not sure they want to be, right? The first, and I have four, but there's probably 104. So I'm not going to like exhaust you with this list. But if you are a teacher, here's the first thing to remember. What you are really, really good at is creating buy-in. In the sales world, this is like a holy grail thing. You want people to feel emotionally invested in what you're doing. As a teacher, literally, there are entire books, there's entire classes, there's swaths of research about creating student buy-in. Like it's about creating engagement, 
finding connection, helping kids connect to content so that they choose to learn it. This is a holy grail of teaching, just like it is a huge thing in sales. Because in the sales world, if you can get someone to emotionally invest in what you're selling, like for me, it's coaching. If I can get people to, and not convince them to, but if I can give people a reason to be emotionally invested in the idea that if they invest in themselves, things will change, then they're likely to buy, right? If people believe that they are capable, if they think that coaching is a tool that can work for them, if they invest in me, if they connect to me, they can buy from me, right? The same thing is true in teaching. My job as a teacher has always been to create buy-in, to create engagement, to create want, to have kids go like, oh, what's the next step here? I want to figure out how to do this next thing. Or I don't know if I love doing this, but I see how it's useful to me. Or, you know, I'm going to get through this part so I can move on and use it over here. Right. I've had plenty of kids over the years say, like, I'm not into the algebra, but I get that it's going to help me go do the thing I want to do in nursing, in science, in wherever. They know they need one to get the other. So that's fine. There's an engagement and a connection there. And then eventually it gets better. But like without the connection and the engagement, nobody buys anything and they certainly don't learn. But here, you know, sales and learning, getting kids to buy learning is the same. So that's one. The second reason teachers are really good at sales is the absolute just sort of natural teacher curiosity. (laughs) Like we are nosy critters. Teachers have questions. Teachers wonder why that kid does that thing that way. Or, you know, they teach it in this way and then they think like, okay, 70% of my class got it this way, like, what does the other 30% need? Or they think, you know, you're constantly refining. You're constantly like, hmm, did that go to plan? What would make it a little better? How would I do it next year? What's a better example? How would I adjust this? In sales, that's how you iterate a process. It's like, oh, you know, when I say it this way, people connect. Or when I say it this way, people get confused. In a classroom, I ask those questions. It's like, how come they were confused here and not here? How come this group was confused when I taught that and not the other? Like, what was the same? What was different? So that's like, I can apply that, those questions, the selling strategy, but also my like curious teacher person who is curious about other human beings who's like, okay, so why did you, you know, I constantly look at even my own kids and I'm like, they'll add something or they'll subtract something. They'll do some sort of mathy thing. And I'll be like, all right, how did you do that in your head? Because what I'm curious about every time is how they put together and pulled apart the numbers. Because often it's different than the way I think about it or my husband thinks about it. So we actually talk about those things because they are stuck with me as a human mom who's a dorky brain. But we ask the questions. And in sales, it's the same kind of curiosity. Great salespeople are curious humans. Teachers are curious humans. Like, we want to know what the people are up to and why they did it that way. Like, you run into another teacher and you're like, well, but why did you do it that way? And what did you use for this? And how did it work? And blah, 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 blah. Or you talk to the kids. This is the same in sales. In sales, when you ask people the questions, the thing that happens to me all the time is like a sales without selling, right? 
somebody, I'll be on a connect with somebody. It happened last week and they'll say something like, oh gosh, that's always so hard for me. You know, it's really, what did she say last week? Oh, you know, like I'm just a hot mess all the time. And I was like, well, but why do you think that? You know, like what makes you think that about yourself? She was like, well, but I'm just not organized and I'm constantly like, sometimes I'm organized and then sometimes I'm not. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So now I have more questions. Like, what do you expect? How often do you expect to be organized? Like, what is your expectation of how organized you are? What percentage of the time? And inevitably, the woman I was talking to last week was like, oh, basically I expect to be 100% organized 100% of the time. And it was like, oh. And then, you know, at the same moment, it's like, oh, wait, that's not a thing. With kids, we do that. With adults, we do that. That's my constant, like, I always have at least one more nosy human question. (laughs) And so the nosy human questions come out of teaching. They are what make me good at sales. They are what make me a good listener. Like I am always listening to the answer, trying to think about like, oh, okay, so what what information do I now have about what you need? Because then if I can say to somebody like, hey, this resource would be super for you. Like I recommended a book to a client today who said something. I was like, you know what that makes me think of? Here's something that might be useful for you. There's lots of ways to go here. And the questions you ask people are what lead you to sort of both connection and to inviting them to things in sales. So it's like, oh, you know, I asked you this question. You gave me this answer. What that makes me think of is I have this resource that might be useful for you. You know, do you want me to share a little more about it? And they can say yes or no, but it's like, hey, I have this thing. Then we're at a sale probably because we've connected. We've been curious. Another thing about teachers, I think that is in the same vein that makes teachers great at sales is the want to help. This is a double-edged sword because sometimes the want to help is what makes us burned out, right? The want to help is, is more than our want to like save ourselves. We have all been the teacher in a classroom that was working 20 billion hours extra trying to really well serve the kids in front of us and do all the things who also then like got sick because they never slept. I remember those days very well. Okay. But it's like teachers come with a really true service mindset. We are here for kids. We are here for learners. We are here for learning. If teaching was about the paycheck, no one would do it. So in business, that mindset, that service orientation, that orientation towards people and helping them get what they need is magical. As long as it is not entirely without sort of um, reciprocation. Because if it's all give and no get, that's not good, right? We talked about that on the last episode. You know, there's got to be a balance between giving and receiving for business to work. But this orientation towards service allows teachers in the sales world to be like, how, how, what does the person in front of me actually need and how can I help them? Rather than what do my numbers need? What do I require? What do I require as a human, as a business owner to make my month, right? It is a very different orientation to be like, all right, well, how many people can I serve? So many of my clients come to me and they're like, you know what? I don't really care about the money. I want to help as many people as possible. And that's what we focus on. We focus on helping as many people as possible. And the money comes because the money is a natural result of that. 
you're helping more people, you make more money. And not in a like gross way. We're going to get to that. The last reason, and I think is very parallel to the third one. I don't know if they're different or the same. I have them as different on my paper. Now that I'm reading them for the 10th time, it's like, hmm, is that, you know, teachers care about the other person's outcome. So I guess they are a little different. So let me tell you why. Teachers care about the other person's outcome. We care that the learner gets what they need. In sales, if you truly care about the person in front of you and get what they need, what you're never going to be is salesy because you're never going to say to somebody, hey, I have this resource for you. I think you should buy it even though it doesn't fit. That's bonkers. But when sales is about the sale first, when it is an ABC style sale, right? When it's about the numbers and the closing and the my business instead of the person in front of me, it it's hard for teachers because it's not about the other person's outcome. But for me as a business owner, as a teacher, I always get to redirect to the other person's outcome because that is really my center. It's like if I make an offer to coach together, is this really what this person in front of me needs? What is the thing that's best going to serve them? One of the things that happens to me all the time is people will say, okay, I'm coming to talk about, I'll have a consult and it'll be like, this is about one-on-one coaching. And halfway through the call, it's like, listen, you know what? This isn't going to fit you the way you think it is. Here's what I think we should do instead. Maybe it's group coaching. Maybe it's a course. Maybe it's um, less often, more often, whatever. And I end up like building these custom packages for people because I want the person to get what they need versus just give me money. So like I have a client that was doing group coaching for a long time. And what came to be is that I, I really came to believe that group coaching was fine for her, but what she really needed was weekly one-on-one, but in a smaller bite. So actually what she pays for weekly one-on-one half hours is less than she did for group coaching. So like I technically lost money on the deal, but honestly, it's what she needed. It was a better service to her. And for me, that matters more. That's always going to matter more. So as a salesperson, that lets me go out into the sales world and feel really good about what I'm doing because I know that I'm never going to try to make a sale to someone that isn't going to want it. The teacher in me just can't bear it. That if it's not a fit, like I can't force you to do that. It's like forcing a kid to write about something they hate, right? Not that I was a writing teacher or did a lot of that because I'm not really, maybe I'd have to do that. I don't know. But in math, it's like trying to get people, a kid who really tends to be a visual learner to only do things in their head. Like, why do I care if they use pen and paper? Like, what's so bad about that? Why would I force them into a a method that doesn't fit for them when I could be perfectly happy with whatever method they got as long as they get where they're going, right? That's what the end is about. It's much more about the other person's outcome and much less about mine. And that, I think, is a gift that teachers bring to the sales world. So this all comes down to, you know, There's a million reasons teachers are great at sales. The hangup is this. There, as a teacher, I've had to work on this. I work with all of my teacher clients on this. 
because it is something that comes up immediately. There is a perceived um, mismatch. And I say perceived because it's in our heads. It's not real. Between giving and helping. Oh, no. Between giving and selling, right? Like giving and helping. Those are the same. Holy moly. Between giving and selling. This perception is like, if I am giving, I can't be selling. And if I'm selling, I can't be giving, right? As a teacher, I'm helping because I love the kids, not for the money. But I should be getting more money. But that's a separate conversation. And we have this conflict, it feels like, between being able to give freely and being able to sell. But here's the thing. They are not in conflict. You may not be able to, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you're like, well, but they are, but they're not. You can effectively give as much help as you like and sell. I know this is true because I will make six figures as a business owner this year doing exactly that. I have multiple clients doing the same. I have people that make hundreds of thousands of dollars in my coaching practice who who absolutely give first every time. That is not a problem. And I have people that make much less money and happily are here really for the service because they have smaller businesses and they want to be able to give. I have clients that run their businesses solely to be able to give. I mean, there's a whole range here of service first kinds of things. But this conflict that teachers feel between being able to help people and selling isn't real. I would love, you know, there's lots of reasons it's not, but it's mostly because we've been taught that if we're helping, we can't be selling. That like one is, if you're doing one, it's icky to do the other. And if you're selling, you really can't do that for, you can't help for free. Like those boundaries are make-believe. They really are. They're not real. Actually selling and giving are the same and they go together. You can give and give and give and kindness and kindness and kindness. As long as you're able to receive, it all works out. I teach this to clients. If you want to learn how to do this, I, I will teach it to you. It's I outline it all kinds of things. There's podcast episodes. There's all kinds of things. I do it in my group all the time, but also like this is what we do in one-on-one coaching is we figure out how to do that so that you don't have that conflict. You don't feel gross about selling. Teachers are great at sales, period. You are great at sales. If you show up wanting to give and wanting to help and wanting to serve, it makes you better at sales, not worse. If you have questions, reach out. You know my email, it's sarah at torpycoaching.com. I have a website, it's torpycoaching.com. If you're not in my Facebook group, come play with us, you should. And if you are wanting to practice selling more and still be giving, I'm gonna do a challenge at the end of October about making more offers. I've run it before, it's amazing, it's gonna be great. Come find it and sign up. It is $23, it's like the best $23 you'll ever spend, quite honestly, like easily worth 10 times that. Come play with us and we'll we'll all be better together because more teachers in the sales world means a kinder business world that serves people better. So let's do that. 